0: Plus. Recorded live. What is up? Field
1: Street Forum Radio is on the air. Wednesday, May the 31st. Time for Field Street Forum Radio. A little different start time tonight, 9 o'clock. Kind of worked out a little better for both Jason and myself, so we'll just kind of keep it kind of short and sweet tonight, but you know what? There's a lot to talk about, so uh, let's get into it. What's up, Jason?
2: Oh. Boom!
3: Man, Dre's little- dra- oh. dra- 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 the boss. I just do what I'm told.
1: Huh. You know, that big money I'm making around here. I'm just saying. I wonder, I wonder you listen to me. Um but, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a little while. I had some things going on the last couple of weeks. So, we, like I said, we've been kind of taking it easier over the summer. But, you know, as far as the show goes, we'll definitely be getting back soon to the uh, weekly format. But we figured there was a, kind of a lot going on finally with the recruiting. So, kind of give you a you know quick rundown of things we'll try to cover tonight. Uh, of course, all we can really talk about right now is tons of talk about offensive side of the ball, really, with the quarterback position, of course. Um, Of course, the running back spot with uh, Zamir White's commitment date coming up here soon. A lot of consternation and gnashing of teeth going on, apparently, for some reason. But we'll we'll talk a little more about that. Um, Interesting comments from a target or recruit, um, Marquez Ezard, about uh, the Georgia quarterback situation for this class. Flipping over to the defensive side, uh, Tramel Walthour, can we can the dogs you know finally offered him uh, another kid out of Liberty County that uh, you know former teammate of Richard LeCount so that certainly has to play into George's favor. We'll try to discuss that a little bit and then try to talk about uh, you know some of the stuff from the SEC coaches meetings down in Destin this week, uh, in particular the uh, early signing period and more importantly to me is the uh, you know the graduate transfer talk and, and rules that the the is really talking about changing up and uh also class of 17 arrived on campus officially yesterday so the class is full i guess everybody you know uh qualified no issues with with grades with anybody uh we missing one but we knew about that a month or so ago so um
3: yeah, I don't think there's any issues with grades, but they're not all there yet. Oh, they're not? Well, you got the northern boys coming late.
1: Oh, uh, different uh, schedule, school schedule, I guess?
3: Like Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson's Friday. Oh, uh, okay. And then uh, I'm not sure about Swift and Webb. I think, if I remember right, they were going to be a little late, too. Nothing to do with grades, but just to do with getting out of school later.
1: Just a different in the school year Yeah, calendar. just like an
3: in-the-school schedule type thing.
1: Well, I think they Enough need to, to have a...
3: Grades or taking extra classes or any crap like that.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Well, they need to have a cool little video for for Swift and Webb and, and Wilson when they arrive on campus, too. For real. <laughs> in a not... You
3: know, I think... Uh, I don't think Robert Beale's grades were bad, but I think it was more of transferring so much
0: yeah, that kind of, you know, I mean, a lot of kids... Was,
3: he was, what, three three different high schools in, uh, you right know, in the four years. So, you know, I think I had to do a lot with just credits overall and transferring them and, you know, all that crap. hmm
1: Yeah, that's kind of the one of the, you know, things that really doesn't get noticed. But if you do transfer a lot, it does set up the possibility of somebody not... Following up on paperwork here or or training yeah them. yeah,
3: and plus it kind of gets
1: to be a pain in the butt, really. But
3: plus with different people requiring requiring different stuff, and then you know you have IMG down there and all that. I, I think he did do a little extra work to make sure you know everything was straight. But so, so that was all good. And then Wyatt was another guy everybody was talking about. And I actually didn't see him anywhere in the videos. I mean, I don't I don't think. He's not making it or anything. He might just be coming up in the next day or two, too, also. Yeah. He,
1: uh that was a good article. I guess it was, was it Cintel? I guess, that did that article on him? Uh what Was it about two or three? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: About how he really, you know, buckled down when he realized the opportunity. Yeah. In front of and uh, I think he's a kid that, there's a real sleeper in this class, if you will know the truth of it. If there's anybody? Man, that dude's
3: athletic as heck. I mean,
1: <laughs> getting out there and just running, running in the the track meet after doing shot put in just regular clothes or regular shoes, I should say.
3: Man, and uh, he was flying. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: he's getting that two. He's getting that two ninety-five down the track, baby. Yeah. That's funny. But, you know, he, he's pretty raw, too, though. So, you know, yeah. he might take a richer year. But but I think I think going to be a good one down the line.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree. I think he's been very underrated with this in this class and, and overlooked a little bit, too. I think a lot of people were kind of – plus, you know, kind of the alleged, you know, the storyline with the, amongst the recruiting sites was he was kind of maybe looking – a little bit at Carolina, still looking at Georgia. So it, it you know,
3: some don't I, I fall don't. for that bull crap. South Carolina always tries. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. going over there. Robert Bill wasn't close to going over there. They need to shut up.
1: Right. I don't doubt it. Uh, that's going to be, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to, the, you know, this. This fall camp and, and getting these kids in there and involved and in um, the you know the meetings get them into the strength and conditioning the nutrition programs get them get them set up from the get go academically so they're ready to go for the next three four years and uh, you know just kind of get get in get in the groove get in the program you know and they and I would imagine most of them probably are if you don't know the truth of it I'm sure. The coaches have things for them to do and requirements for these kids to do even before they step foot on campus. But
3: uh, it's going to be fun, man. Um, well, well, I get asked ask the question now. What's up? Who plays as a freshman, as a true freshman?
1: Oh, man, let's see. Well, I think... I think, the, I think Wilson plays, of course. I think Notori plays. Wait, who did you play first? Isaiah Wilson.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Uh,
1: I think Thomas gets some some quality reps as well.
0: Depending on Schaefer, I I, I think all the linemen could play except maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to sell Schaefer short because I think he might be. Eventually,
1: have have one of the higher upsides of anybody.
0: Are you ready for hey, the poll prediction? What's up?
3: In practice, I think I think I think I think a couple of them play during the season, uh, and I'm not talking about during the season games. In fall practice, Schaefer is the first freshman offensive lineman.
0: Play with the
3: first team in practice. Dang. Hey, I love Isaiah Wilson. Yeah. I, I can see it, man.
1: I, I really see all these kids, including Demarcus Hayes, who's been on campus since December. I think all of them have, have a high upside and talent level. I mean, I think they're all significant upgrades either now or going forward.
3: Dude, I'm telling you, watch out for Justin Schaefer. The dude is nasty.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt,
3: man. He's nasty, man. He's already got the violent hands. He's already got the technical stuff down. And if you look on the video that they posted of the guys moving in, he looks Mm -hmm. like he's lost about 25 or 30 pounds of that baby fat weight.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Which goes
3: back to what I was saying about
1: things for them to be doing in the off season, you know, before they even get on campus. I'd be willing
3: to bet you he's a good three twenty, three twenty five 325 now. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get in that nutrition program and strength and conditioning. And before practice in the season, probably add 20 pounds of good muscle. I'm telling you, Schaefer will play – Safe when we hit first string in practice before any of them did
1: Hmm. Well, I will take that.
3: Um, Watch my boy go. And then <laughs> Isaiah Wilson. Right. Does Hayes
1: get the start? Does he overtake? I mean, his win? Well, I, think he, always... I think he
0: plays. I think he plays.
1: Okay. Do you think any? Do you think there'll be a? Do you think any of them can overtake Win at left tackle, even?
0: Nah,
3: I doubt it. No? I think, I think you – I don't know. If Schaefer's that good to hit the starting lineup in practice, I don't know. Right. I would think Wynn and Schaefer are at left tackle and left guard is more likable than Hayes at left tackle and Win at left guard. Right. Yeah, I, really though. I like I, I like Win out there, man, because I think he's a little bit quicker and can handle those speed rushes better.
1: Yeah. Oh, I like Wynn as well. And he plays, he plays nasty as well. He's he's one of the and I've said it before, man. I mean he he plays much bigger than the what two seventy, two seventy, two eighty or so that he is. He plays bigger 280
3: than that. Two eighty, nothing. Our boy's up to three oh five. Is he? He is.
1: Well, that—that's a words that are a blessing to hear.
3: Um, watch, I'm t- I think I think we'll have two true freshmen starting on the offensive line. I think that's going yeah. to be Schaefer and Wilson.
0: And really
1: coming in, I think Thomas kind of set himself apart as one of the ones to, to really watch for as well. I mean, I.
3: Play? I really do. I do too. I do too.
1: Significant minutes as well. Um, who? I think a lot of these kids are coming in ready to and will play right away. You know, going back to your I, question of of who plays. I, th-
3: I think we'll have probably a good eight or nine that could play. Mm-hmm. I so think everybody's been talking about Ben Cleveland too. Yeah.
1: Well, just in the seventeen class, though, I'm saying like, uh, oh yeah, no, you talking about offensive line?
3: I mean, eight or nine total. I mean, deep, yeah. They got they got some that can go. I would love to see. God Almighty, man! I'd love to see some kind of lineup with Isaiah Wilson and Ben Cleveland on the right side. <laughs> they they do that, and I'm I'm done. Yes. Long time
1: jonesing for that for, for years for so many that, that listen to this show and so many Georgia fans that have just craved an offensive line like this. It, it's finally, hopefully, coming to fruition here. Oh, that's sick, dude. I mean, about, uh, even,
3: course, I would put Kenley somewhere, but I mean, and he's good. That's another yeah. big athletic dude. I love, man, Sam Pittman.
0: Ooh,
3: he's, quick, he's quickly going down as one of the best Assistant coaches we've ever had, right? No doubt. And I don't right. know if there's, I don't know if there's any or not. Are there any like non-coordinator coaches that make over a million?
1: It'd have to be somebody in Alabama. I
3: would, I would think. I don't, I don't even. Think well, maybe not. Maybe, that maybe that not anymore
1: because they've had. I so don't much. think they have
3: any that make over a million. I so so think you're people. like right at eight hundred thousand for like eight hundred eight fifty for assistant coaches. I'm right. telling you right now, I would, It wouldn't hurt my feelings one bit if Sam Pittman was the first one.
2: Yeah, uh, I think no. he's
3: worth that much and then some. Exactly. Um, I can't going back. I to, can't think of any. Uh,
1: I can try to pull it up. Tell me this: going back to your original question out of 25 recruit or commits or uh, signees I should say how many of them do
3: see the field this year man I think you have to play Nate McBride on special teams
1: yeah yeah he was one that I was kind of wondering about you know I mean just bringing his athleticism
3: man there shouldn't be any reason Man, there ain't no reason a big dude to be able to run that fast yeah. I mean he's huge.
0: Noted. Definitely. Let's see. This is old. Uh, looking at it, I just
1: kinda of going over I think LeCount obviously plays.
3: Um uh, well, I mean, you look at the early enrollees. Yeah, I think most of them are probably I don't see really see them red shirting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gibbs, LeCount, Fromm,
3: corner. what Bryce Ramsey does. Right. You know, with, whether from red shirts or not, I guess. Right. Uh, I think you could see like a, uh, I think you could see like maybe like a Jaden Hunter redshirting. Yeah. I think what about Stokes? You could possibly see like a Trey Bishop, you know, switching positions redshirting. I think we're just so deep on the defensive line you can see like Malik here and Herring red Mhm. Monty Rice. Is he he playing can play, on it? dude. I think so too. He's pretty strong. Like uh, uh think, like, you know, a guy that's real raw like Walter Grant, you know, you can see him. Right. It's hard to it's hard to tell really since the backs up my shirt. Right. It's because we're going to need them in the two and really in the two deep, to be honest. hmm I and think on the defensive I- side, the one dude, oh, I guess you could say the undervalued or not looked at enough or not talked about enough, I think the one guy to look out for is the mere speed. Those are my two guys, offense is Schaefer, defense is speed,
2: mm-hmm.
3: who I think are going to really turn some heads and people are going to be like, where the heck did they come from? Yeah.
1: I think Landers could be a good redshirt candidate as well.
3: Um, Who else? I mean, you know, you look at like Stokes and Devontae Wyatt, you know, these guys are athletic as heck, but, you know, just going through position changes and just being raw and, you know, those are really the guys you kind of look at
1: Yep, no doubt.
3: And you know, it doesn't Uh, really have anything to do with talent or how talented you think they are or you think other guys are just better. It's just some of it has to do with depth chart. You know, right now, defensive linemen, we just, we're deep right now. And it'd be hard to break that too deep with all those freaking guys up there. Whereas offensive line, you could see multiple freshmen playing.
1: Exactly.
3: And then, like, defensive back, you see a ton of those guys playing. But then you know, linebacker. You know, with Carter and Bellamy coming back, you know, pretty deep there. So, so you know, it's not necessarily. I don't know this guy's just not as good as that one, and blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned it earlier. Uh, there's been some talking. Mean, we'd heard this a little while back um, about possibility of Bryce Ramsey changing his mind and, and coming back for his senior season. Have you heard any more on that so far or
3: No, I mean nothing besides I mean what Kirby Smart even talked about it the other day. Right. Where he was talking about, you know, he's welcome back and, you know, we're we're recruiting him to come back and, and all that. So uh from what Kirby Smart said he still you know hadn't decided, still looking around, guys are trying to pull him away. But, I mean, if, right, and I don't know. If I'm looking at it just from Bryce Ramsey's perspective, the, the first thing, if I'm a parent, if I'm him, is I'm going to want to be realistic about things. Mm-hmm. All right? Do I have a chance of being an NFL quarterback? And, you know, I mean, you can talk to people. You know, Kirby Smart knows people and everybody knows people that can say, yes, you do, no, you don't, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. If I do, then I'm going to somewhere that has the worst quarterback situation in the world. (laughs) And I'm learning offense, and I'm throwing the ball. If there isn't a place like that, that's like just that unstable a quarterback, if there's like... Even if it's like 60-40, I might start there. I'm not taking that chance. I'm not going and trying to learn a new offense over a guy that's been in the offense and then ride the bench just like I would at Georgia. Right. What you have guaranteed where you're at right now is you basically have guaranteed that you're not going to be the starter. This is going to be Easton. but what you have guaranteed is mop-up time.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, last year there wasn't a whole lot of mop-up time because we decided to make every game pretty
2: close.
3: <laughs> you know, he's got to take that in consideration. You know, how much better does he think George is going to be this year? How many throws does he think he'll get this year? How many throws does Kirby Smart and uh, Jim Chaney thinks he's going to get this year? And does that give him a better chance? of hitting the NFL as a quarterback than, you know, going to a Coastal Carolina. I mean, how how great, I don't know, how much is being the starting quarterback at a place like Coastal Carolina going to get you noticed? I mean, they pull these quarterbacks from these schools, but usually those quarterbacks start at those schools for two, three, four years.
2: Right. I mean, and,
3: and I, 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 mean, I don't have the statistics off the top of my head, but how many graduate transfer quarterbacks have, like, actually made it to the NFL?
0: What, Russell Wilton was one? Yeah, but he went to,
1: you know, a better situation even from – Yeah, so Wisconsin. I mean – Because Carson Wentz was probably the highest, you know, kid from a, a – Lower tier school, yeah, was, exactly. One double A, so and, and basically, he was there for three years or whatever. So,
3: basically, what he is looking at doing is going probably to a smaller school, seeing if he can get. In. I mean, it would definitely be the exception if he were to make it. Right. So you know you, you got that going on on that side. Okay. Is it realistic that I'm an NFL football player? If not then your best bet is to stay at Georgia. You get your throws in as a second-team guy. You know, you get a decent bit of playing time. You should. People already freaking love you. You go down as one of the best Georgia, best damn good dogs ever because you stayed at Georgia as a backup for so long. Mm -hmm. And you'll never, ever look for a job in this state again. I mean, you'll be set for life because... Anybody give you a damn job if you want it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you get to hang out in Athens
3: for another year of your life. Yeah, I mean, and you get to hang out in Athens (laughs) for another year? Come on. (laughs) I mean, Um, who wouldn't want that? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I I mean, it's really time to be truthful with, you know, with his family and himself and is he an NFL quarterback or not? Right.
1: Um, real quick, going back to the earlier – and it doesn't say he's the highest-paid assistant coach, but Lupoy is making 950000 at Alabama as the outside linebacker coach.
3: So, 950000 as the outside linebacker's coach, which means somebody tried to come get him as a defensive coordinator and they upped the salary.
1: Yeah. He got a $400, I mean, $400,000 raise this
3: offseason. Yeah. So, I don't – I can't remember anybody that makes that much. Usually it's like eight, eight fifty and or the highest ones that I saw before before Tosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, heck, yeah, I make seven of the first million dollar since a non-coordinator <laughs> coach. LSU yeah, usually I mean, pays. I'd, it'd be interesting to see what they're paying their guys now.
1: Yeah, because they're not paying Orgeron as much, so they're gonna have to, you know, they'll have to spread it out a little more amongst the staff,
0: most likely. Uh, Let's see. I have, I'll tell you this. While we're talking about quarterbacks, there is
3: a transfer quarterback now originally from the state of Georgia. Hold on. I'm reading this tweet now.
0: Looking to come... I mean, he's originally from Georgia. He's originally from Pierce County. Tyler Harris is transferring from Central Florida.
1: Hmm. Could that be Bryce Ramsey Insurance? In case he doesn't. I mean, in case he.
0: You know,
3: I guess he's kind of got to put a, ask himself the same questions. He said he in his tweet. He's you know, I have spent the last three my three years of my life at Central Florida. You know, he's asked for his release. I'm to transfer. He's staying at UCL through the summer to get his degree. So I mean, he's he's kind of in the same situation. You know, be truthful with yourself.
1: Mhm. Yeah, he was. Uh, let's see.
3: You know, do do you want to try to go where you can start? You know, do you think you're an NFL quarterback? Or do you want to go back home? I mean, it could be just a thing of. I want to be closer to home to Pierce County. Right. Which, I mean, that's, you know, South Georgia, so they might be closer to, like, Tallahassee. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I was just
1: about to say, he might be about three, two and a half hours away from Orlando. So.
3: But if I remember right, he was one that wanted a Georgia offer. And I think we kind of offered him, but it wasn't, like, committable or anything like that. It was just kind of a whatever. hmm if I remember right, that
1: was years ago. Yeah, he's uh, he was the number 24 prospect coming out in 2014 as the pro-style quarterback.
3: Okay, yes, yeah, so he kid. did not have a Georgia offer. Then he has offers from South Florida, Troy, SMU, Mississippi State, Alabama, and Central Florida. I'm pretty sure the Alabama one wasn't committable. All right. So I mean, that that's, that it'll be interesting to see what he does. It might. It could end up being an option. You never know.
1: Hey, check it out.
3: I mean, it's just really according to what he what he's trying to do. Is he trying to start and show NFL teams that he's a starting quarterback, or is he trying to, you know, get back closer to home?
1: Right. Hey uh got some news here. Hold on, my
3: laptop
0: is spinning. Hold on. Georgia just got a commitment. Becton. Who is it? JV and Becton. Defensive end out of Virginia
1: Beach, Virginia. Six four two thirty, three star. Just committed to Georgia.
3: Oh, that dude can play. I know who you're talking about now.
1: Yeah, Javon Becton, uh, Ocean Lakes, Virginia Beach, Virginia.
3: Yeah, that's who, uh, that's where, uh, oh, the defensive end of the Florida State. That hurt his knee.
0: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Lineback, oh crap. Man, if you want to set it. The, uh, yeah, I'll
3: i you know. Huh? Sweat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Josh Sweat. Um, First off, I would like to thank my mother and my whole family for supporting my decision. I'd also like to thank all the college coaches who offered me and my whole high school coaching staff, all my teammates. But definitely, I would like to thank the man upstairs. I'm officially committed to the University of Georgia.
0: Yes, sir.
3: This kid, if I
0: remember right, Virginia Tech's going to be pissed off. (laughs) Yeah, he had a cool, uh, somebody did an edit for him with
1: the... um, a lot of the Georgia draft picks kind of kind of around him as a, as a picture of himself, kind of a cartoonish-looking picture of himself, kind of cool. Um, with the NFL draft 2017, this pick is in.
0: Very nice. Oh, night. yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, if you want to throw that on uh, fieldstreetforum.com, check it out.
3: See, so uh, man, I thought you – I tell you, you just never know with this recruiting. It's all looking like, oh, Georgia isn't getting anybody, blah, blah, blah. What's happening with recruiting? And you're talking about all these certain names. I mean, when's the last time anybody mentioned Beckton's name with UGA? Right. Yep. No doubt. That, that's, that's
1: big, man, and, and fits a, a position of need.
3: I mean, it really goes to show – how much everybody truly, truly knows. Number one, what's going on behind the scenes. Number two, what the UGA coaches board actually looked like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's something that's, you know, you just don't know. I mean, you, <laughs> you know, you can read all the different sites and you can infer from kids tweets and the pictures that they have and the, you know, wearing this t-shirt and wearing that wristband and wearing this hat and these gloves, and you just you just don't know till they actually say, "Hey, I'm I'm coming, Man, I'm coming to you." You just do not know. You know, some kids like to play it. You know, kind of their own kind of game, or they they you know they usually usually will tell the coaches to let them know, but even then, I don't even think the coaches know a lot of the time. These kids they don't they don't they don't want to disappoint people and that's what you know usually ends up happening. They they feel like they're disappointing somebody by not going to their school. There's only one school out of the thirty or forty that are recruiting you that you're gonna really make happy, you know. So oh, yeah. So these kids, you know, as, as a lot of people think, Oh, they're just playing games, why don't they just be straight up with people? I think they like all the coaches and, and the attention that they get from people, and they really oh, yeah. do those I would relationships. too. relationships i would I would right
3: now I'm a forty year old' That's why it's a teenager <laughs> please uh, uh, i look looking at it, of course, you know like every other recruit you know you don't know which are committable, which aren't, but he's showing offers from West Virginia, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Central Florida Syracuse, Rutgers. NC State, Maryland,
0: UGA. But it I think like yeah, for th- a
3: long time, I think, I, think, I think Virginia Tech was pretty confident on this one.
0: Yeah, going up there. North North North, 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 North. I mean,
3: Ocean Lakes, Virginia, and, you know, he's right there at Virginia Tech, so, I mean.
0: Right.
1: Well, and, too, you got to think, Maryland's been making a big push up in the mid-Atlantic area, too, with, with their coach and new coaching staff, they've really picked it up recruiting-wise. So you think you know they got to be a little disappointed since they've offered him as well.
3: Oh, it's, it's never bad to go right there in that area and and get some of those guys. God. Definitely not. Um.
1: Well, how about some kids that can possibly be joining this kid? Let's let's start with the court. This is what everybody's been talking about: the quarterback position. Um, there's been a ton of talk here lately, and, and we, you had kind of mentioned something to me about the uh, kid from California, Matt Coral, as being somebody to really you know keep your ears out for you know for some some movement there with with Georgia, and then here lo and behold in the last what four days five days or so you, you've seen tons of articles come out about him really even though he's a Southern Cal commit he's really. Intent he really has his ears open to to Georgia and and Alabama as well, um, coming to visit those those programs, visiting those campuses here over the summer. But it seems like he he may be very receptive to coming to Georgia. And another kind of West Coast connection is you know him and and Eason maybe kind of have bonded a little bit and have really kind of Eason's maybe kind of opened his eyes to. Uh, the possibility of coming out here to, to play in Athens. Kind of talk a little bit about, about Matt Coral. And, and, and real quick, one thing that kind of threw me off was, you know, Kirby Smart had said, you know, he really wants a dual-threat quarterback. Well, Coral's a pro style according to the services right now, but I, I think you said that that possibility may be changing as well or that that terminology may be changing for him as well.
0: Just for the record,
3: what you just said, is I told you first, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've got Before the, anybody had anything out on them,
1: <laughs> just I've wait
3: sure.
1: I've got the Facebook Messenger quotes to prove it if y'all want. Just getting that
0: straight. <laughs> just getting dated, that out dated there. everything. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's... Uh...
3: But I did read... Uh, it was a 4 P-4-7, or I think it was one by uh, Tom Lloyd, where, where they were talking about he's athletic enough that they were considering uh, changing him to dual threat status.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't... Honestly, I'll be honest, I haven't seen a ton of... Uh... Film on him, but for him to be able to, you know, even for them to even be thinking about that is is pretty much acknowledgement enough for to me to let him let me know that the kid is is an athlete as well as a quarterback too. You know,
3: hey, he can he can throw the ball too, but you know, I mean, he's a California kid and always dreamed about playing USC. So you know. I mean, eh. yeah. Yeah. If he no, did, if he did go anywhere, I think Georgia would be the choice. But man, that's a tough one.
0: Yeah.
3: I think the main think so. thing it would be is just SEC.
0: Right. Yeah, he, it's going to be a tough pull
1: for sure. Yeah. But if he is, you know if he is open to coming out this way, if he if he comes and, and checks it out and visits and everything, I think Georgia could make a strong push for
0: him. I think we're already
1: <laughs>
3: making a strong push for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, as far as... Uh, I mean, or
3: else he wouldn't have already visited and coming back to visit again and more than likely taking an official visit. I mean, you know, I mean, that shows, that shows he's pretty dang serious. Right. But, you yeah, know, no, I mean, it'd be like... I would almost compare it to Jake from last year leaving Georgia to go play for UCLA or Southern Cal. You know? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah.
3: I mean, I mean, but you know, just say the Pac-12 has the history of being, you know, the best conference in the land, and everybody wants to play for them. And you know, I would kind of compare that to to Georgia. You know, the Jake from leaving Georgia and going to California mm-hmm. and playing. Well, I mean, Jacob Eason came from Washington, so.
0: Yeah. You uh, never know. I, <laughs> I mean,
1: if you can get any further away from being Southern California, it would be Northern Washington or Eastern Washington would be even further away from Georgia, so, um you know, like I said, I th- I think that kind of West Coast connection could, you know, could possibly be something he could kind of promote to him, telling him the reasons why he committed to Georgia, why he signed with Georgia. Um, you know, and, and of course Cheney and and Smart and, and everybody's going to have a a big role to play in that. And you know what, I think Fromm would have a big reason for him to come too. I mean, because Fromm, you know, not only I mean, I know he wants to be quarterback, but he's also a, a, a Georgia kid at heart. It seems like at this point, um, so he's going to sell the the benefits of, of Georgia and Athens and everything. So,
0: oh, absolutely. So it, it's going
1: to be it's going to be something to keep an eye on for sure. Now, the other situation that so you keep hearing little little rumblings, you know, things happening, you know, little. Another commit a quarterback commitment, but this kid's a lot closer. <laughs> uh, Justin Fields is the top-rated dual-threat quarterback in the country here in Georgia. Uh, currently committed to Penn State, but you keep hearing, you know, maybe maybe he came to Athens a couple weeks ago and, and checked it out, kind of on the on the down low a little bit, you know. Um, Maybe some of these other recruits are are getting in his ear and talking about playing together, being here in Georgia. I know one kid in particular just came out and said himself. Mark Marquise Ezard came out and said that he thinks Fields will end up signing with Georgia. And I know kids and recruits say all kinds of crazy stuff to be honest, but you know it's just something that it, it's another thing to add to the to the ammo of is there a, a, a chance or a shot for Georgia to flip Justin Fields and You know, it, what what is what have, what's the latest you've been hearing? Is is there more to it than that? I, tell you what, I, have, I have, it,
3: have a run? feeling. I have a feeling his is gonna be the crazy recruitment of the year. You know, there's always one. You're right. I have a feeling it's gonna be his. Mhm. I mean you got okay. committed to Penn State Florida, Auburn, and Georgia—all three are all over him. I, th- I think I think that's gonna be a crazy one, dude.
1: Yeah. Well, another thing too—I'm I'm sure most people know it, but maybe not everybody that listens is, is crazy about recruiting and keeping up with this stuff as everybody is, as, at, at Field Street Forum is. But his sister is she signed with Georgia to play. Softball, or is she already enrolled? She's not enrolled yet, right?
3: No, no, no. no. She's uh, oh, is she a year ahead of him or behind him? I think she might even be a year behind him. Okay. So that's she's even... already committed to play softball for UGA. So right. I mean, that could get interesting too, because you know, I mean, Florida and Auburn have both had strong softball programs lately.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, will mean,
3: gonna try to fool her and get the package deal, or is that what we're right. doing? You know, I think well, mom, you know, wants them to stay closer to home, of course. So, I mean, man, who knows? Right.
1: Well, and uh, I think
3: it could get crazy.
1: The good thing is for for that is it's. I don't think it's a. I mean, well, I probably shouldn't say this, but. Uh, I think she has earned her, her offer and scholarship. Oh, she
3: definitely has. No, I'm not saying I feel like that. I'm just saying are they gonna to try to pull her too?
1: Right, right,
3: right, right, right.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be yeah, you're right. I think this is gonna be something that A goes down to first Feb you know, first Wednesday in February. And it could change
0: you know, multiple times along along the way as well. So
3: it's might grow into like a David Marshall type defensive end.
1: Yeah, I think he was what, two two thirty already, isn't he? Six four?
3: Yeah, about two forty five now. Okay, wow. Well.
0: Uh, Let's see.
1: All right. Another thing that's really been I've noticed on the uh, Twitterverse, which I don't really like saying that, but um, Zeus, Zamir White, running back out of North Carolina, top running back in the country. His
3: Oh, Lord, have mercy. Here we go.
1: (laughs) His uh, commitment date Announcement is coming up uh, this month – or, excuse me, after tomorrow it'll be this month, uh, towards the end of June, June 27th, I believe. Um, I saw last night – look, I don't keep up with it like crazy, but I saw people pretty much conceding him to Ohio State already. Well, you know, at least we got these other running backs. If we can sign, you know, Jalen – Jalen Dixon and, and uh, the kid out of Bainbridge, you know, we'll we'll be fine. We've already got Harrion and, and Holyfield and Swift, so we'll be fine at Georgia. Look, just sit back, relax. You can read everything you want if you if you want to do that. Read every prediction, every prognostication.
3: Oh. Jesus Christ, quit being nice. One stupid Ohio State guy says Ohio State and the freaking world's ending and everybody's going freaking crazy. For the love, Jesus Christ, people aren't going to know who to pay attention to by now, who not to pay attention to. <laughs> one Ohio State guy, all he's trying to do is get in early and be the one guy that does that shit. Right, right. I mean, uh, just give me a freaking break.
1: And you know, it's not like, it, like I said, you can you can click if you just click to your heart's content on everybody's links that say he's going here, going there. Go ahead, because that's that's what they want you to do. That's why they write it up that way. So,
3: no, he's just trying to get freaking attention to himself and make that fit. Give me a break.
1: Get get yourself worked up into a tizzy
3: and. Uh,
1: and then on a lot of these
3: guys are much more, much more liberal with their picks than others. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, aren't making that pick until, you know, they're really, 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 really sure. You know where the guy's going, and you know some of these guys, they hear one thing about Ohio State, and oh, it's Ohio State. What's this? And then everybody right. freaks out over it because there's nothing else going on right now.
2: If if this was
3: in the middle of practice or in the middle of the season, nobody would be talking about it because it'd be a non-issue because I think it's obvious where his mom wants him to go. I mean, it's obvious he likes Ohio State, of course. I'm not saying he hates him or there's not a chance he's, you know, there's no chance he's going there. I mean, there obviously is, you know, until he freaking signs the paperwork to enroll in George early. You know, there's always a chance, but. People acting like it's like a done deal, to Ohio State now, because one guy says Ohio State because he likes Ohio State too. Right.
0: He, uh, you know, there's there's no rhyme or reason. And obviously,
1: like you said, he likes the coaches. And it's just like what I was saying earlier that the kids build relationships with these coaches. They don't like. They don't. Want, they're not going to dog everybody out and say, "Nah, I'm not going there." be you crazy? You know, they're not going to tell the writer for Ohio State that he's, ah, it's okay, but I'm definitely going here. You know, I mean, it's just not the way it works.
3: Well, I, and I'll tell you this. If if, I, if Ohio State was, you know, close to the same distance as Georgia, then I'd be worried.
2: All right. Then I'd be yeah. like,
3: oh, man, we got a battle on our hands. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, just about every real interview that he's done, it's consistent every single time, close to home, close to home, close to mom, close to home. Mm -hmm. Until he changes that, and especially until she changes that tune, Mm -hmm. it's just as hard to see him going up there.
2: Right. I uh, mean, then
3: you look at the consistency with the coaches, you know, where was he going home Martin Rick was here? UGA. It tailed off some when we were going through the coaching changes.
0: Now, where has he had
3: it? UGA. I mean, it's just consistent. UGA, 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 UGA.
1: Right.
2: And yeah, Island consistent,
3: Dog... has been close to home, close to home, close to home. Yeah. That's been the consistent call the whole entire time.
1: Yep. Uh, Island Dog in the chat said, if you remember, Zeus was a lot to Clemson after... Uh, Trevor Lawrence committed.
3: Oh yeah, it's and, all anybody uh, talking about then. Yeah. All Trevor Lawrence and Zeus and uh, the freaking defensive end—they're all three on the come end together.
1: Carolina, yeah. And then said again, you know, Clemson is more of a concern than than Ohio State, in his opinion. Because of that, just what you're saying, because of that location, you
3: know, I mean. Well, yeah, I mean they have the distance. Limited. They do have, you know, yeah. him. Him and Lawrence did talk about playing together, you know, even when it was they were talking about doing it at Georgia. So I mean, right? But so, I mean, yeah, that that would make more sense than Ohio State.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: According uh, to what uh, him and his mom have said this entire time. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Uh, real quick, going back to quarterbacks. Let's say. Justin Fields and Matt Coral both decommit from their schools and say they want to come to Georgia. Who do you take?
3: Who do I take? Fields.
0: Yeah.
1: Fields?
3: I always always go with the in-state guy.
1: Okay. That's what I was going to say. Go with the – again, proximity, again, kind of plays a factor into that as well. Plus, you got – Yeah, you always want to go with the
3: in-state guy.
1: Right. Especially if they're – I mean, obviously, they're that close in, in talent.
0: Um, how about uh, you think June's going to be I think
1: June's going to be pretty maybe a little bit much more busy for Georgia in the commitment circles than May was of course we just got a commitment just now but uh, on the last day of May heading into June that does that kind of
3: ignite a little bit of
1: more movement along the commitment commitment lines for, for Georgia and get that uh, everything back up.
3: Not necessarily him committing doing that, but it's gonna do that just because kids are gonna be on campus more. You got their camp starting up this weekend. Yeah. So I mean yeah, you got all the all the visits are happening and all that. Yeah, it'll definitely wrap up.
2: hmm
3: See we did an article, I still say four in June. Four. Or when we did it we said four by the end of June, so
1: Gotcha.
3: So that was probably a week or so ago, so here's one. Hey, that doesn't count,
1: not June
3: yet. And then, you know, you got Zamir White <laughs> scheduled to scheduled to commit on June twenty seventh. And then uh and you got Master T. You're supposed to be committing soon.
1: Oh, that's 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 an interesting one. His his recruitment. It, 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 could that I mean? Could that possibility be of bringing in a Zamir White and Master Teague?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, Teague said he knows they're looking at Zamir White. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they don't know about each other, and we supposedly lead for for him too.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I mean, I'd
3: be I'd um, be your Your new duo, yeah, yeah, that would be
1: the new Gurley and Marshall. Would be the new Chubb and Sony. I mean, that's that would be fantastic. Uh, Lots of visits. I know a lot uh, with the articles coming out over this past week. Lots of kids coming in to visit, but seemed like a lot of uh, nineteen kids were coming in like in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Curtis Fan, who just picked up. An offer from uh, ECI is coming up. Um, Winston Wright out of Memorial Day School, which is a G- GISA school up in Savannah. But he's got a lot of talent as well. He may be – his his recruitment's going to really pick up as well, I
3: think. Yeah, he's fast, dude. What's he like? Like right now, he's what, 5'9", like 160 maybe.
2: hmm
3: That's like I'd and, say I'm McKenzie size. Yeah. And he's got
1: one of his his Twitter handle is like Champ something. So I mean that's he's got to be coming, got to gotta be involved with Georgia if you if you got Champ in your handle, man. Cool. Um, Fan, I think his recruitment's going to pick up. He's kind of been a little bit under the radar a little bit. Fan. Yeah, Curtis Fan.
3: Oh yeah, Fan's recruitment's been blowing
0: up, dude. Yeah. DCI kid. Uh, let's see, who else?
1: 19. What about the kid out of, uh, we, speaking of the mid-Atlantic area, Washington, D.C. kid, uh, Juan Lawrence, linebacker, he's currently committed to Syracuse. What have you seen on, on him? I know he just got an offer.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I haven't seen a whole lot on him, to be honest. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, like that.
1: yeah. And then the cornerback, uh, big cornerback, six foot two, one eighty, out of uh, Dematha Judson, Tallender.
3: Talend- Man, I don't know a whole lot about him either. But you get them players from Dematha; those used to play.
1: Right. That's and kind. Of, I mean, if you can six get them two, from, from 180,
3: So I mean. Yeah. I, I think it's obvious by now. if, it, if if you went not realized, it should be God. It should be obvious by now that Kirby Smart absolutely has a size restriction on positions.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say he he fits the mold of that that new long, lean corner that they're really. Yeah, I
3: mean, you better be a certain height and a certain weight to play a certain position, or you better be one of the most athletic players in the nation. Yeah. Or, or else, you're not getting a committable offer. <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude, look, I mean, I mean, gosh, it's crazy. Look at, look at last year. I mean, what Stokes over six foot tall can fly Amir Steve six, three, you know, Trey Bishop moving over to the defensive back, six, three, the Angela Gibbs, six, two. And the one guy under six foot tall that we brought in was Richard the Who's a five star number one of the best players in the nation.
1: Yeah, freak athlete.
3: So yeah, just a freak yeah, you better be a dang freak athlete if you're not if you don't hit that size and weight. I think that's something he brought from Alabama too. Right. Um
0: real quick,
1: what do you what are your thoughts on Trey Dean and, and his uh commitment decision, announcement, anything like that coming up?
3: Yeah, he he might be one that goes in June, too. I mean, I think it's probably Georgia and South Carolina, but I, I think he ends up in Georgia. He, he's at Georgia way too much. All right. I mean, he's here like, gosh, a bunch. He'll be here this yeah. weekend. Yeah.
1: Is uh, Trammell Walthour, is he, is he heading up this weekend as well, or...
3: Yeah, you know, I don't defense, know. i think you right. what, uh, I don't know if any freaking recruitment says dog more than his. <laughs> I mean, God, he's, that's all uh You never want to use the word log, but I think Georgia's going to be very, very, very hard to beat with that one. Yeah.
1: Not only in state, he's a Liberty County kid, but that means he's also a former teammate of Richard LeCount. So, um,
3: Exactly
1: so you know he's going to be in his ear. Um, is uh, Is Ezard uh, at wide receiver? Is he going to be – do you know anything on his, his signing day or his announcement again?
3: Hey, I don't know if he pulls the trigger anytime soon. I think he's going to take visits this summer. Okay, My kid ended up doing it during the season. I still think we'll get him and Kearis uh, Jackson at wide receiver. Okay, I think that goes into a wide receiver and a tall guy. I think uh, Josh yeah. Van probably ends up in South Carolina. Yeah,
1: doesn't he? Kind of again, Kirby's going for that longer type athlete. At oh
3: Christmas? yeah, well I mean mm-hmm. every everybody kind of knows what's going to happen to him. We told him we want him to play the slot. South Carolina's telling him he can play everywhere. And, you know, I mean, he'll get there and not be able to play everywhere and play the slot anyway.
2: Right, right. I mean, it's
3: kind of obvious, you know. I mean, nothing against the kid. But just following recruiting for so long and watching how these guys work and what they tell these kids, you know, it's basically going to be the same situation that Georgia and South Carolina. They're just selling them better on trying them out outside, you know. Mm -hmm. I think South Carolina was more like, Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll play you outside. We'll play you outside. And George is like, well, you can try. <laughs> right. So, I mean, but, you know, I mean, I like him. He's a good ball player. But I, I think with the guys we brought in last year, I think it's the whole thing again with the size, you know. If if, if you're a wide receiver, you better be over six foot tall or you better be damn good. Mm-hmm. And Kieris Jackson, I think he might be six one, whatever. But him and Marquise are just—they're just that good. They're just that athletic and that good. Yeah. Plus, yeah. you know, we brought in so much height last year. We can, you know, we need some other guys like this too. Yeah, you got to have the speed guys and
1: the you know the quick twitch guys to go with it, and and some the long lean guys to be able to get in there and mix it up, because you 'cause you're gonna have different cornerbacks that you have to to beat as well, you know. The match up problems if you can if there's a certain five foot seven cornerback at another school you would much
0: rather have a six foot four receiver to, to throw to, you know? Oh yeah. Um how about uh real quick before we go of course Ezard and, and Brenton Cox
1: were said they were going to play together. Is that Kip sailed, or is
3: that a possibility? Yeah, they ain't gonna play together unless Georgia flips cock. Right, right. See, gonna... the other when we're talking about receivers and Ezard and Pierre, I would watch out for Jalen Jordan. Okay, that's the other receiver I'd watch out for. Six five, two ten, IMG Academy.
0: Uh, 2018
3: kid used to be in Georgia, so he's down there with you know Nolan Smith and all that. That's right. who I would watch as the third receiver.
0: Yeah, freaking ing. Who?
1: Did, where did? Where was he from originally? You remember by chance? Ooh. I think it
3: was a smaller school.
1: These other schools have to freaking hate IMG. <laughs> oh, I'd be pissed. You bring a kid up, you know, you probably see him when he's like 6th, 7th grade. He's already, you know, 5'10", maybe pushing 6 foot. He can move. And, then, oh, my God, this junior senior year. We're going to be just getting the ball any way we can. And then in the swoops uh, IMG and says, hey, why don't you come down here and play with us? Okay.
3: <laughs> Man, I would just be absolutely pissed. Because a lot of the, uh... I know a lot of the schools in Florida, like, wouldn't play them. hmm And then, um, like, the Florida... High School Athletic Association, like, made it to where they can't compete for, like, a state title. All kind of crazy stuff.
1: hmm yeah, when I was talking with uh, the Glen Academy coach Adalgo, he kind of thought eventually it would get to the point to where IMG and other schools, you know, like a, I guess for basketball it would be uh, Oak Hill, you know, that kind of school, they would all kind of compete on one level, make it more of a, you know, almost like a, a national level thing. And then the, the regular, you know, each state would have its own, high school competition they wouldn't even really play against each other at all so I don't know if that'll be the case but you know it is something to kinda pay attention to and see what happens. Um
3: oh yeah know. yeah yeah. Uh Jalen Jordan I think was at Saint Francis, which is like Alpharetta area.
0: Oh okay. Gotcha.
3: I think that's, that's where he originally was, I believe.
0: Um, Let's see. How about uh, with the SEC meetings going
1: on, the big talk, you know, obviously the early signing period, coaches are kind of complaining about that a little bit, changing up their schedule. Of course, coaches are such creatures of habit for the most part. They don't like anything changing up their schedule. <laughs> so, you know, you shake things up a little bit, even though I guess, At the time, it seemed like the coaches' associations were all saying they were for an early signing period. Now you're starting to hear more and more coaches saying, eh, it's just going to make things more difficult, be a pain in the butt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they
3: see it's making them have to work that much more. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, I think – I just kind of think it'll pretty much – you know, the big guys will pretty much just instead of – I mean, I guess some of them are going to be enrolling early, so that that's really not going to matter to them. But uh, most, a lot of well, the bigger guys, I think, will just push their announcement and, and signing until the full, you know, Wednesday signing day in in February.
3: Oh yeah, it's going to make it interesting because it's going to let you know early who has formidable offers and who doesn't.
1: That's yeah. You
3: know, Al- yeah, Alabama and Tennessee can't string along those guys anymore. Yeah. You know, Tennessee—they do it every frickin' year. They, you know, they drop about four or five three stars close to National Signing Day for higher-ranked guys. Right. Exactly. And so you know those, and and you know those are guys that have been committed for months. So I mean, right. They go ahead and commit, and they want to go sign those papers, and you tell them no, then that kind of shows them where they stand. Right. So it's going to cut some it, of the Tennessee and Alabama boy crap out.
1: Cause it, yeah, because it'll be a signing day, but they still won't have to enroll like like the early enrollees do. They can still come in at the regular
3: time, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like a just a signing day, right? And I think I think it coincides with like if I remember right, I think it coincides with like the junior college signing day kind of thing, right? Because you know those most of those guys are going to be early enrollees. Got gotcha. you. If I if I remember right, that's what they said. Yeah. Uh, let's see the other I thing did watch that really... a video that we're sharing tomorrow too from the, thing that making Telegraph that posted it. That's from Kirby Smart at the SEC Media Days, and uh, they asked him about the uh, the turntable, the uh, the stand, the music stand in the locker room. Mhm. And uh he flat out said, he was like, we went to the players and was like, what can we make better in here? He said, a lot, a lot of our players are interested in music, and they're the ones that brought it up, so we put it up there. Right. He said, you know, a lot of times, not really during the season, during the busy, busy time, he said, you know, off-season, like during the summer, you know, they can meet with the players for so long. And he said, so, you know, you'll have workouts and then they'll be hanging out 30 minutes to an hour from the next meeting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of gives them, you know, gives them something to
1: do. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of kids can take notice of that now, too, that are thinking about Georgia say, hey, they actually are, are thinking about the kids and the recruits and what they want, too. You know? Oh, exactly. True. That, was, that played a big part in why he was talking about that as well.
3: Well, you know how the negative folks are and. I mean, it's not like you got Sony Michelle in there 30 minutes before the game mixing it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they can control the guys, you know, when they're supposed to mess with it or when they're not. I mean, it's not like Kirby Smart's trying to talk to them and they're like, hold (laughs) on, let's, you know, finish this song real quick.
1: Let me finish this crazy beat.
3: Yeah, I mean, come on. (laughs) That's for the kids. Same thing as the – it's them redoing the end zone and making the big recruiting area.
1: Yeah. that's just, They're just about to break, start construction on that, aren't they?
3: They already have.
1: But they haven't started it inside? All
3: right. Uh, Do what?
1: The other thing from uh, the SEC coaches meeting in, down in Florida uh, was the graduate transfer rule. And whether they need to change it or not, the SEC apparently has a rule in place where if you – Bring in a transfer, and they do not meet certain academic criteria, or, or maybe uh, grad actually graduate, which is you know what a crazy notion going to school. But if you if they don't meet those criteria, you're you're banned from bringing in another graduate transfer for three years. Um, the reason this plays a big role this year is because Florida has been the choice for Malik Zaire to to bring in, or to come in and and transfer from Notre Dame. Um, Could be a big boost for Florida to to have a a kid come in and compete with Felipe Franks and Del Rio and all those other kids that they have down there, uh, Frisk, um, or Trask, I'm sorry. Um, But Anyway, but they had two kids that, that transferred in, I guess, what, last year, year before, flamed out basically academically. So they are technically, according to this rule, are not allowed to bring Malik Zaire in as a transfer. Um, unless the SEC
3: drops that rule. Unless so they drop the rule. Of the transfer quarterback situation is in the hands of UGA and others. <laughs> that would suck. Right.
1: Exactly. Um, but
3: this and, so, and so far, Maurice Smith has done everything that was asked of him. Right. Right. And of course, he's yeah. going to have the whole, you know, graduation thing. And that's something else Kirby Smart said on, on the videos is uh, he was talking about that. And um, what did he say? Cause Maurice Smith is trying to go pro there is a waiver that they can get to where he doesn't have to do it in a specif- specified amount of time because he's trying to go pro mm. and get mm. the waiver to get it extended and him kind of go, you know, the NFL players come back to school and go in between and uh, and him do that. So I think he's right. done everything he was asked except, like, except graduating with a master's.
1: Mm. So, of course, the you know, the SEC coaches are kind of thinking, well, you know, why should we limit ourselves when, say, the ACC, Big Ten, nobody else has this kind of rule in place. Um, and it kind of stems – and it, if you want to know the truth from, from everything I've researched and looked up, it kind of stems from the – what was it, Jeremy Mascoli, the kid that transferred from Oregon and transferred to – O- Old Miss, back. I think I was under order on, I believe. And uh, you know, if you're coming in for one year, that does kind of leave you the the. If you're just coming in strictly for football, it's kind of like the 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 one and done rule in in college basketball. Most a lot of these kids don't even, they, they may not even. It kind of leaves the temptation. I'll say to to not even go to class, not even work, because you're going to be eligible through December. You might have to miss your bowl game if you 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 know, if you don't make the grades, if you're good enough to make a, a quality bowl game, which would suck for your school and for yourself. You'd look like an even bigger moron. But it does leave that temptation open of, I'm just going to go focus strictly on football, not worry about classes. I'm not going to go because I've already got my four-year degree. I'm not worried about my master's right now. And lo and behold, all you're doing is going strictly for football. And that's what kind of what uh, Mascoli did. And a lot of the other coaches, of course, didn't really view that as, as very, you know, didn't really like that sort of thing going on, especially at Ole Miss, which crazy how that – there is Look at
3: that Ole Miss again.
1: Yeah. Um, if you have a problem with that,
3: uh, it's, uh <laughs> You can email oh, Hugh Freeze.
1: Yeah, Hugh Freeze. Or, uh, or
3: email Ole Miss uh, compl- compliance at olemiss.edu.
1: At olemiss.edu, uh, exactly. So, you know. I,
2: He's I a
3: little asshole. I oh, him. they get getting a freaking, <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs>
1: please.
3: I can see the the uh, the uh, The coach that they fired lawyered up. Oh, yeah. So, I I don't know if he's going to let them make him be the scapegoat now or not. I hope he talks.
1: Well, supposedly, he's, he's interviewed with the NCAA like five times now.
3: Yeah, I hope he talks. Man, I hope they get absolutely drilled. <laughs> Put a show clause on freaking Hugh Freeze and just drill them all.
1: <laughs> um, that's going to be something to keep an eye on. That's. The word was there was an article I, uh, that was posted today on on Forum dot com in the Classic City chat. Uh, the lawyer for that for said coach uh, Coach Farrer says it is as close to the death penalty as you can get without that actually happening. Coach Farrer has been questioned extensively, in fact, five times by the NCAA about those allegations. Uh, goes on to say in what could be read as a sign of confidence by the school in regards to the case, Ole Miss quietly extended freeze in the off season, giving him four years remaining on his current deal. It's just I don't know, and uh one of our resident attorneys, I believe, on the board, uh Whiskey said that choice of Bruce Lloyd uh seem to be interesting because he represents quote-unquote whistleblowers a lot, according to his website. Uh, Good. So that's... Hang on down! Keep an eye on... I, I don't think they're going to get a one-year bowl ban, which is, I think, what Ole Miss offered the NCAA as, as sacrifice, apparently. Uh, I, don't, I, I think it's going to be a little more than that. Uh, so I don't know. But definitely keep an eye on that. Um, I know it would be. I know you don't always want to see the conference get hurt, but Ole Miss was cheating their ass off, y'all. I ain't gonna lie to you. They need they need to be knocked down a few pegs, and and I, it couldn't happen to a nicer coach, in my opinion. After that whole, it's something that everybody knew and everybody saw coming, and it was, it was just a matter of when, not if, and and just the, the, the you know, the blatancy about it of, of just going out and, and, you know, and it all kind of came to fruition with Tunsil, which obviously involved Georgia. I mean, he was not necessarily committed to Georgia, but it was pretty much a, about as done a deal as it possibly could have been until the very last few weeks and then just completely flipped on a 180 and we all know the whole story uh won't go into everything else but after the the gas mask bong video came out and and him the texts of him from the coaches saying you know need more money for this and that and family needs this it's all the all the information and, and evidence is there without them having to go out and Bring in the interview, but now you have this coach involved with it as well. That's that, that's big, y'all. I mean, it, it it could be something very severe punishment. I don't think it'll be a death penalty. Obviously, I don't think they're going to do that anymore. But it, it, it'll be it'll be pretty damn severe for for Ole Miss to have to go through,
0: and it could set them back could set them back a, a few years, certainly.
1: But it'll pretty much put them more where they were for 30 years or 40 years anyway until the last five years since Freeze got there and was cheating his ass off to begin with.
3: Take them down! (laughs) You little sorry cheating ass sucker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. I think we've wrapped it up tonight. We've about covered everything we needed to. Um... Check us out, fieldstreetforum.com. The Classic City Chat. It's dated for each day. Is the newest conversation each day? Any stories, information, rumors, anything going on in recruiting, in football, in anything? Pretty much, it'll happen right there. Check it out. Uh, all the articles will be on the front page of fieldstreetforum.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter, FieldStreetForum, Street Forum, Field St Forum. Uh, give me a follow at the real Dre on all social media. I think it's, I am the real Dre on Snapchat. If anybody's so inclined to join that as well.
3: Oh, that's going to do a Snapchat now. <laughs> I don't hey, know. Heard... Dude, before we go, this dude reminds me of Bellamy, man.
1: Oh, uh, Bexton?
3: Yeah.
1: Hey, I'll, I will take that. Um, uh, yeah, in case everybody missed it, uh, the dogs picked up a commitment number three for 2018.
0: That would be Mr. Javon Becton out of
1: Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia, defensive end, six
0: four two
1: thirty. And uh, the kid, you know, that the school that can play, that's where, uh, like we were talking earlier, Josh Slett was out of there, out of that area. So
3: yeah, They also had it, that five-star DV in this last class. All right, right. I think he went to Florida State, too, didn't he? Probably. Where'd he go? Probably. I think he went to Florida State.
0: No doubt, well appreciate everybody listening everybody check out
1: uh you'll have the replay posted on Field Street forum and I'll post it on uh on social media but uh appreciate everybody listening in and we'll we'll get back to a more regular schedule here soon probably be off next week and then be back the following week and Jason and I are going to hammer out when we pick up the weekly schedule again I got a couple ideas on that when we can pick it back up so all right Until next week. Appreciate it, Jason. Until next uh, week. Go dogs.
0: plus.